True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, among others. They'll do all of that so you can do literally anything else. You have better things to do with your free time than focus on your lawn care. Let True Green take care of all the hard work it takes to get a great lawn while you take care of everything else on your to-do list. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which gives you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. Think about how hard it is to manage our fantasy baseball teams. You need all the time you can get to put in waiver wire claims, fab bids, send out trades, and set your lineups. You'll have that extra time when True Green is taking care of your lawn. You do you, let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. Matt Olson is on the move. The Atlanta Braves have acquired the slugging first baseman, but what happens next? Welcome into another emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball Today on Monday, March 14th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Chris Towers and Scott White. Matt Olson traded to the Braves in exchange for four prospects. Outfielder Christian Pache, catcher Shea Langoliers, and two pitchers Ryan Cusick and Joey Estes. And I will preface all of this by saying Scotty is struggling right now. So let's take it easy on my guy Scott. But let's get into the fantasy implications of everything, of course. Uh, okay, so Matt Olson, who finished as the 17th overall player in Roto last season, he averaged 3.6 fantasy points per game, tied for second among first basemen, is headed to the Atlanta Braves. Scott, your instant fantasy reaction to Olson to Atlanta. Uh, well, I mean, it can only be good news for him. He had been held back previously in his career by his home park in Oakland, which is one of the larger parks in the majors. Interestingly, the splits last year were pretty much dead even, so it wasn't clear that that park was still going to hold him back, but going to a smaller park can only help. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the lineup figures to be better than the one he was dealing with in Oakland as well. So... Yeah, I don't I don't know that it really moves him up or down the first base rankings at all because we're not gonna move him ahead of ahead of Freddie Freeman and you know, now that he's in a better situation, we're not moving him behind Paul Goldschmidt either. So his stock probably is about the same, but there is a there is pro, there is a higher potential outcome here now than there was before, I would say. Scott, recently it appeared that Pete Alonso was closing the gap on Matt Olson, and they were almost going, you know, at the same point in the drafts at 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 this time. Does this just further cement Matt Olson over Alonso? I think that's how we all had it anyway all along. But does this move just further cement that? Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't think I'm going to. I, I guess recent ADP shows them going about the same spot, like you said. So you know, I, I'm not sure how much passing up Olson to get Alonso was really a consideration anymore. Uh, but I don't think, but I don't think my thinking changes along those lines. If, if 
you know, if, if, if you do think you could get Alonzo around later, but again, I, I don't know. I don't know that you should think that anymore. All right. Chris Maddelson had a monster year last year. He hit 271, 39 homers, 101 runs scored, 111 RBI made huge strides in terms of strikeouts and against left-handed pitching. He absolutely crushes the ball. The ADP currently on fantasy pros is 33 for Matt Olson. Do you think that this change to Atlanta does anything for his fantasy value? Are you planning to move him up? Probably not down. Definitely not down. I think the the one, and I think Scott hit the the nail on the head uh, with, like, it helps his fantasy value, but it doesn't, like, it helps his fantasy value relatively, but it probably doesn't change where you're going to rank him. Like, 31, that's probably fine. And I think, you know, you look at the guys who are going ahead of him, and, you know, you could talk yourself into, like, I don't know, man. The, the spot he's in, it's hard to move because like the guys right ahead of him are Salvador Perez, Aaron Judge, and Jordan Alvarez. I don't think him moving to Atlanta changes him enough to move him ahead of any of those guys given, you know, especially with Perez, the, the positional gap that he gives you. Maybe you could put him ahead of Aaron Judge. I think that one's an interesting one. They're somewhat similar players. The, the thing that's interesting, if you look at um, the expected home runs by Park for Matt Olson. Over the past three seasons, he he's a, his expected total in uh, Oakland is 93 home runs. That's obviously including the short in 2020, and that is one more than he actually hit, which is surprising. Oakland's a, a tough place to hit. It's one of the biggest outfields in baseball. Atlanta, his projected number is actually 82. That's a pretty significant difference. That's 14% or something like that, if I'm doing the math in my head correctly. So I don't know. That's Maybe it's not as much of a park upgrade as we would think. I, I My expectation is it is. My expectation is that it will be better for him to hit somewhere besides... Um, Scott, you told me the name of O.co now. I, I just can't remember. I, let's call it Oakland. <laughs> I, I think it's um, Ring Central Coliseum. That's what it was. Hey. The, the Ring Central Coliseum in Alameda County of Oakland, California or whatever. Uh, it's got a really long name officially. So I think it's an improvement, but probably doesn't materially, materially impact his value enough to, to move him up enough that it matters. All right. Now let's talk about some of the reverberations of this deal. Freddie Freeman has been linked to the Dodgers and the Yankees. We don't know where he's going to wind up yet. I think that we can say confidently he will not be back with the Atlanta Braves, even though some people are tweeting at me like, never say never. Like, okay, whatever. Um, Scott, if Freeman winds up with the Dodgers or Yankees, are you moving him up the rankings? I mean, he was already in a good spot with the Braves before, but I I guess you can argue that he would be in an even better spot with one of of those teams. Yeah, I mean, you'd think especially with the Yankees... A lot of his power is to the opposite field. That's just kind of the way his swing is geared. But, you know, that short porch and right field for left-handed hitter would be pretty pretty good. Now, I was, I was you know, it, it, I guess it kind of depends if you're talking about ADP or where I rank Freeman. Because I ranked Freeman right on the border of being a first-rounder when I think his ADP has him something like 17th, 18th. Yeah, it's 16.4 um, right now. Yeah. So it's between free, it's between like Freeman and Rafael Devers 
Uh, probably Kyle Tucker is part of that mix. Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns could be in that same range. And, and just where do you put Freeman among them? It, it seemed like the consensus had Freeman going last of that group of names I mentioned. And I, I've struggled with that, I, especially with Rafael Devers, just knowing how hard third base is to fill. I do think, I do would, I would predict better for numbers for Freeman, you know, even if he did stay in Atlanta, but just, you know, would I rather fill third base early? I've kind of been leaning more that direction recently, but I could see how, particularly if he goes to the Yankees, I don't know that the Dodgers changes that much, but if he goes to the Yankees, maybe other people would, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll see him start going around 12th or 11th, potentially. There's some really interesting stuff in the expected home runs by park numbers for both of these guys because the the gap between Atlanta and New York for Freddie Freeman would be 95 to 87. So not nothing, but not a significant one, especially when you're talking about only half the games. Uh, Los Angeles, he would have projected to hit 105 home runs over the past three seasons if he played all his games in Los Angeles. So that's pretty interesting. Now, well, that yeah. doesn't take into account environmental effects, which right. you know can matter, but it's, yeah, I mean, I, LA... <clears throat> LA is not a great hitters park. It's not a bad one, but it's a good home run park. It's a good home run park. Yeah. It, it does boost home runs. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of thing where like, if there's one place Freddie Freeman falls short as a hitter, it's over the pe- fence power. It's not power. Um, but you know, the, the raw power is as good as anybody in baseball, you know, not, yeah. maybe not, okay. not Aaron judge or John Carlos Stanton, but the next tier, certainly the Matt Olsons of the world, he could be that kind of power hitter. And so it is possible that like moving to the Dodgers, which does seem like the more likely outcome at this point, you know, it could put a truly massive like 310, 40 homer, 120 runs, 120 RBI kind of season in play for Freddie Freeman, given how good he is at everything. So, you know, maybe that's a little more realistic in either Los Angeles or New York than it would be in Atlanta. Mm hmm. Uh, Chris, if it were to happen, again, the ADP 16.4, Freddie Freeman, would you maybe push him into the first round uh, around names like Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and I guess even Kyle Tucker's kind of in that mix? Yeah, I've got him 11th, so I, I would push him into the first round. <laughs> yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, he's already there. He's. I think there's you know kind of a little gap between him and... So the, the way I have it is like, Bobachette, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Shohei Otani are basically all the same price. They're all $36 players, so that's kind of a tier for me. And then Freddie Freeman's that started the next tier with Kyle Tucker. So, I don't know, maybe I push him ahead of Garrett Cole and I just make the whole top 10 hitters and he's a $35 player. But yeah, it, it wouldn't take much for me. But I don't know, both of these guys, like this is a huge deal. You know, Matt Olson getting traded and wherever Freddie Freeman ends up, it's a huge deal for baseball. Yeah. For fantasy, these guys are so good that it, it doesn't matter all that much. Like Freddie Freeman's going to be one of the best hitters in baseball anywhere. If he played in Oakland, he'd be one of the best hitters in baseball. So it it doesn't change. It's they're so good that it's hard to to get too much too many changes on the margins. Yeah, I'll tell you one place he's not going to wind up. That's Oakland. <laughs> he will not be playing in a Ring Probably Central not. Coliseum. Probably not. That is for sure. I, I will say, you know, speaking of the Yankees, they're obviously in this mix. 
This move does get us one step closer to Luke Voigt starting again. So <laughs> Matt Olson will not be with the Yankees. They've been linked to Anthony Rizzo. So uh, ultimately, we'll see what happens. But uh, some hope for your guys, one of your favorite sleepers in Luke Voigt. Before we get Just to the trade him, hashtag free Luke. <laughs> free Luke. Uh, before we get to the prospects, make sure to join our March Madness bracket game. The winner not only receives a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus, but they also get to choose which FBT listener league they want to join this upcoming season. We've got a 12 team points league, we got a 16 team head to head categories league. That is the For the People League. The link is in the podcast and the YouTube description if you want to compete against us. Scott, Chris, and myself. We'll all be in there playing in the March Madness game. All right, what about the prospects that the A's are receiving here? Scott, I know that you obviously follow them very closely. They come from the Atlanta Braves. Christian Pache, 23-year-old outfielder. Shea Langoliers, a 24-year-old catcher. Ryan Cusick, a 22-year-old pitcher. And Joey Estes, a 20-year-old pitcher. Anything to know with this group? I mean, those are some of the best prospects the Braves have. Um in terms of fantasy relevance, I think there are major questions at this point about how much Christian Pache will hit. There are raw tools there that maybe he could still grow into in, in, in like, uh, who's the player I'm thinking of? Carlos Gomez, right? Mm-hmm. He pretty much reached the majors as a great defensive center fielder, but it wasn't clear he'd ever develop into an offensive threat. So that's, I mean, that's the dream scenario for Christian Pache that he follows that sort of development path. But, I don't think it's what anybody should be counting on in Dynasty. This probably improves his chances of making the opening day roster. Of course, he was on the opening day roster for the Braves last year and just didn't hit enough to stick around. Great defensive center fielder, as I said. I mean, Uh, considered like a potentially best in the league kind of defender. Yeah, like he he may not have to hit really to be a... Yeah, could be like a Kevin Kiermaier. Right, right. And then Cusick is is a pitcher who's been clocked, I think, as hard as 103 miles per hour. He was the Braves' first-round pick last year. So legit pitching prospect. You know, obviously has some hurdles to clear in the minors. So it'll be a little while before we see him. Uh, Shea Langoliers is part of that excellent crop of catcher prospects across the entire league. And uh, he's... He was considered a glove first guy when the Braves drafted him in the first round, I think two years ago. But he upped his offensive game last year. And and that same list on Baseball America of the average exit velocities for the top 100 prospects, I was surprised. Like, Shea Langelier hits the ball really hard. So, you know, I I I I don't know that this really changes his value at all from a dynasty perspective. And because they have Sean Murphy... That they're that they've just broken in at catcher, you know. If, if anything, it might delay Langoliers' timetable a little bit. But yeah, I, I would say the most immediate effect for the prospects is just Pache has a better chance of making the opening day roster for whatever hope we're still holding out for him. All right. Yeah, Sean Murphy is the the A's are trading everyone. It seems like. Um, yep. There's rumors about both Frankie Montas and Shamanaya being traded. Sean Murphy doesn't make enough money that it would seem uh, necessary to trade him, but I don't know. You, you never know. And, and Shea Langliers got to AAA last season. Once you Basically, once you've hit AAA, once you've gotten there, I, I'm always of the opinion that you could be a good two weeks in the minors away from getting called up now. I don't know if the, the A's are in a place where they want to push this guy, especially catchers are always so tough developmentally because 
they tend to take longer to develop both in the minors and the majors. He's still only 23. That's relatively young for a catcher. It's interesting. I'm reading his baseball prospectus scouting report and their, their take is that his defense is quite a ways behind his offense, specifically with his uh, pitch framing, which is not something we generally care about for fantasy, although it can matter for a pitching staff. Um, I don't think the A's are likely to have anybody on their in their rotation at this point that we would really care about the marginal effects of that. But mm-hmm. it's worth noting. I mean, the, the bat does look really good. So if he does get the call, he'll be. I mean, gosh, if you're if you're a prospect catcher who gets called up and you're of any note, you're almost like by default, a top 15 guy just on the the potential that you might be better than an Omar Narvaez or something. Yeah. Uh, Shea Langoliers last year in 97 games in the minors, he hit 22 home runs with an 833 OPS batting average. Probably still needs to come around a little bit, 256, but does definitely have some pop in that bat. Scott mentioned the exit velocities there for, again, catcher prospect Shea Langoliers. Uh, just wrap up here with the Oakland A's. Again, it looks like they're officially gutting the roster. They traded Bassett to the New York Mets over the weekend. Uh, it seems like they're shopping Matt Chapman, a couple of pitchers as well. Um, Make sure you stream all your pitchers against the Oakland A's this upcoming season. Uh, but Chris, who do you think starts at first base for this team? And I don't, does it really matter? It might be just deeper leagues, but Seth Brown, Eric Thames, it looks like. I think there's a pretty good chance both of those guys will be in the lineup, uh, at least against right-handed hitter pitchers. I'm not sure either of them matters enough to, you know, change anything about how you're drafting, even in the late rounds. Like uh, Seth Brown did have a 37 homer season in 2019 at AAA. It was in the now AAA West, former PCL. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. That happens. Um, you know, numbers get inflated there, but there's there's an interesting power potential there that's, that's worth keeping an eye on. Eric Thames can also hit for power, but I don't know how much, um, you know, how much he matters anymore. We'll see. I Seth Brown is just a, a late round guy, someone who, you know, you can target as a corner infielder, probably in a, an AL only, but even in a 15 team Roto league, I'm not sure Seth Brown cracks the, the fantasy relevant discussion, but certainly someone to keep an eye on. All right, Scott, any quick thoughts on these guys, Seth Brown, Eric Thames? No, I mean, I think Chris pretty much summed it up. All I right. W- one thing to keep an eye on would be Ramon Laureano. He is coming back from a PED suspension. I think he still has like 40-something games to play, but he's obviously a fantasy-relevant player if he's, you know, playing. But do they opt to move him now? Does he play every day in left field or right field? Um, that's something to keep an eye on because it does seem like Christian Peche is probably just going to play center field from opening day on and I don't know. It's Christian Pache is one of those guys where a lot of his prospect profile has just been a bet on baseball skills translating into production at some point. It hasn't happened yet, but you know, Loriana is someone I'm going to keep an eye on for playing time and you know potential trade purposes because I do think he's still an interesting fantasy option. All right, we're going to wrap there. Again, Matt Olson traded to the Atlanta Braves for four prospects. We'll see what happens next with Freddie Freeman. For Scott and Chris, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching this emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again later on with a head-to-head categories mock draft, and we will see you then.
If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. As somebody who's been through this, I can tell you these features are so, so incredibly valuable. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools, and their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. The area you live in is just as important as the house itself. You can get to know a neighborhood without ever setting foot in it. Say you're a really active person. You could find out about the nearest parks. Do they have a baseball field? Maybe you want to join a softball league like Chris and I play in. Also, Homes.com collaboration tools makes it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.